3: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is 8.51 now, about nine minutes till nine o'clock. I'd like to point out again that it's going to be gorgeous. 45, sunny and mild today. Uh, Tomorrow, partly sunny, 44. On Sunday, a mix of clouds and sun, a high of 42. Very, very nice weather coming up. No question about it. God you know what, I gotta be honest with you. I I I am once again, you start the show and you got Sandy, then you got Kristen Burt, then you got Adam Hunter, then you got Chris Eggert. I mean, geez, who the hell wouldn't have fun doing this show?
1: Unfortunately during those lulls you have me and AJ. So we would like to formally (laughs) apologize.
2: Let me just hit the wall for a while Mm, there. It's unbelievable. And cruise control for you. No, everybody honestly got everybody I run into. Just this uh, man, you sound you sound like you did ten years ago. You're just happier than hell. You're having fun. We're laughing. We're joking. And everybody, I, I, seriously, I just absolutely love it. It's how it should be. Correct. I'm
1: I'm into it. I love it. This is. I'm shocked they pay us.
2: <laughs> what you get paid for doing this?
1: Don't tell anybody.
2: I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> I guess I haven't seen a check yet. But other than that, you know. I yeah. want you to come in for free, and then
1: I feel like you would. Don't tell, don't tell Hubbard. But I feel like you would.
2: <laughs> I might, the possibility. The password child. You guys know anything about password? The password child.
1: Unfortunately, I do know about password child, and I am not it. But tell us about it.
2: I don't know about it either. I've heard of it just this morning, and so AJ, you and I are in the same boat here. The password child TikTok theory is here to crush your dreams of being your parents' favorite. And more importantly, winning over your siblings, the uh, viral trend puts forward a compelling theory that uh, will help you figure out who your parent's favorite child is based on their online passwords. What? Re- really? hmm Well, we can't say what they are because if we say what our passwords are on the air, people use them.
1: Well, here's the thing. Okay, so there's – I use codes for things anyways, and so, you know, you add things and there's nicknames and whatever – But for a while, um, my password was my cat. Um, I love my dogs, but my cat was, for some reason, my password. And I was like, do I love my cat more? (laughs) Oh. And I can tell you this. I found out my mother's password. And we have a lot of kids in our family, so it's not a big deal. But um, I am not her password. Um, I don't even know. At this point, it might be a grandchild. But that's how you know you know, who the favorite in the family is if you're the parent's
2: password. The one thing I love about the password system and all that, I met this brilliant man, and this guy was brilliant. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And he used to tell people his password. He would just tell them what it is. Yeah. But the key for him was that he was a very brilliant man and mixing uh, symbols, numbers, and letters. He misspelled the word so horribly you could never guess how to spell it. Yeah. Not a chance. Isn't that brilliant?
1: It is. And it's exhausting. And your son is pretty smart like that as well. Oh, yeah. He's, and so when he goes and gives me the Wi-Fi password, I just give him my phone and say, just take this from
2: me. <laughs> Listen, exactly.
1: I cannot pretend that he's like, okay, so the O is actually an umlaut. You're like, nope. Take the phone. Stop. I will not.
2: I, that kid, I'm telling you, he's, what, 36 now? going to be 37 this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He still, it just, AJ, you've met Andy a couple times, haven't you?
0: Um, I actually met him for the first time in person yesterday. Otherwise, it's just been oh, texts and,
2: yeah, text and phone calls. Honest to God, he what a piece of work that kid is. He, I, and he, to this day, insists that his mother and I stood on the sidelines while he was playing soccer, watched him get his leg broken, and made him stay in the game anyway.
1: Yeah, it's a true story. Like, what a gladiator. It's no, it's a true story that I bring <laughs> oh, up
4: every story. month or
1: so just to remind you that no matter what legacy you create, you can't control the narrative because your kids will always think, you know, have those stories.
0: Yeah, I, I was talking to some buddies last night and they're like, who are you? Like, who's the guy you're filling in for? Uh, like, what's the show like? I was like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> He made his kid play soccer with a broken leg. They're like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god!
5: Oh Oh my god! He's a
1: monster. Oh yeah, that's like my favorite story because it's—I've heard both sides of it, and I've heard it from Catherine. I'll always be like, "That never happened, Andy." And
2: Andy's a
1: thousand percent uh, percent convinced it did happen.
2: I I do the ghetto father thing to Andy, right? Broken leg my ass. Score a goal or don't come home. <laughs> <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. You know I mean. how
1: you 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 had a lot of money on the line on that game. Get back in there.
4: <laughs> I made mean, the big
2: bet. <laughs> yeah. But he insists to this day that he broke his leg playing soccer and we ignored it. It's like you are insane. How you ever came up with that idea, I will never understand. <laughs> But he thinks it's true. He literally thinks he broke his leg playing soccer, and we ignored it. Yeah. No,
1: no, that's for sure happened.
2: Okay, so your parents' favorite child. So, so uh, the viral trend puts forward a compelling theory that will help you figure out who your parents' favorite child is, based on their online passwords. Uh, Prepare to feel personally attacked and <laughs> personally attacked and impressed at the same time. Okay, well, I'll, I'll pr- I'm prepared for that. Okay. The password detail that gives it away. The theory has been presented by influencer Alex Griswold and his wife Melissa, who describe themselves as your favorite internet parents. That's how they describe themselves. Ah. Okay, so that's pretty cool. Um, then we got about seven thousand pictures I have to go through. <laughs> uh, why they pa- a password child is a child whose name that parents use for passwords on apps like Netflix.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, see. So uh, this this will not apply to me at all because obviously my mother never had no uh, the internet or passwords or anything like that. Um, but, uh, taking to his TikTok account, Griswold posted the video, which has now been viewed over 1.5 million times. Uh, a video of what? They don't really say what the video is.
1: Yeah. So it's just the, the the whole concept is the way you find out if you're your parents' favorite is you ask them for some for some password to something like, Hey, what's the Netflix password? Because usually as you know, I only have one kid all right now and Mm -hmm. you use either your kid or your dog or somebody as the password. So it's just that like I have, there's seven kids in my family and I can guarantee you, as much uh-huh. as me and my mom are besties, I am not her password kid. I know that. I know, again, know thyself. Like, I'd be <laughs> lucky to be in the upper 50% for my mom. Um, and then, like, Tom, if you can tap into, have you ever used your kids as passwords? Nope. All right.
2: Never. And how about I Jude? Have you used Ooh.
1: Jude? <laughs> nope. Okay, so you're the exception. Hmm.
2: I would not expose my children like that. No, I would never do that. No way. Um, I talk about them on the air. That's enough exposure for them. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no. And, it, it, and by no means is this like, you know, you're giving everything away. But, like, it's just kind of natural that you, when you're kind of creating a password, to tap into either the oldest or the first, like right now, You know, for the longest time, rest in peace, my dog Izzy was the only dog I had. And I used Izzy for every password, like her nicknames and like, you know, numbers and things like that with it. So it was never just Izzy, simple as that. It was like all my silly nicknames for her. Um, And then as you progress, you kind of like add in different things. But yeah, it's just kind of like a little bit of a tell.
2: I like to use the F bomb in all my passwords. (laughs) I believe,
1: I I believe that. (laughs)
2: Uh, in response to a user's question asking, which one of you is the password child? He explained uh, the phenomenon to his viewers. Okay. So the password child is like when you're trying to watch your parents' Netflix, but it's logged out. What? Yeah. Oh, because you don't know the password. Yep. I see what you're
0: saying. Yep. Yeah.
2: So then you ask, what's the password? And then they say your name or one of your siblings' names. And then whose ever name that is, is the favorite child. Yeah. Many people took to the comments to share. Uh, looked, uh, yeah, took to the comments to share their thoughts on the concept as well as their own experiences. One person said, "I'm an only child, and I'm not even the password child."
0: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> tough that's break. Tough, that's man. rough.
2: Whoo, that's hard to take, right there. You're the only child, and you still didn't make the cut. It's the dog. Oh, it might be. I know. It has to be. It says, my sister is the password child, but I'm the one who they come to when they forgot the password, another mused. And this person joked that nothing hurts worse than getting replaced as password child by a
4: dog. There it is. Yep.
1: There
2: There it is. You got replaced by the puppy in the family. Jude. What are you doing? Judy. (sniffs) Judy. A fourth claim. I was the password child until my sibling was born. Yeah, I I, see. I didn't have to deal with this because they didn't have passwords back when I was a kid. So it didn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, shape or form. Uh, the video has since gone viral with the phrase, I don't have a favorite child, racking up over 48.8 million views.
1: Yeah. What? It's very relatable.
2: 48.8 million. Mm-hmm. That's more people than listen to this show.
1: That's like a, at least four more people.
2: It really is. Barely. TikTokers like Jasmine Nguyen and Clemens VP made hilarious videos off the back of the trend, where they bragged about being the password child. Meanwhile, others pointed out that they might not be one of their parents' password children, but they are the others. For example, they're their MPMs, but not their dad's. What's an MPM? Did they mean mom?
0: MPM.
2: Usual password m- something. It says they're their MPMs, but not their dad's password.
1: Mom's password? Oh, I
2: don't know. But mom is not spelled MPM. No, I'm like, trying to
1: think of what would stand I know. for. Yeah.
2: I don't get it. So I think it's just an idiotic story, and I'm sick to death of it, and leave <laughs> me alone. That's all I have to say.
1: There you go.
2: No, I, I don't, I would never use my children's name as a password because it's, you know. Too obvious? I, I, yeah. Well, it's too obvious, and I don't want anybody knowing anything about them anyway. They want to be known. They'll step up and be on like a podcast with me. So there you go. Yeah, well, right? so like
1: nobody knows your password though, so it's like no. So it's like it wouldn't be exposing them. It's just like you, you know, it would be just subconsciously you you grab that name and make it part of it.
2: And most of the time, I can't remember my own damn password, so no. I have to change <laughs> it constantly.
1: Same. Oh, say Our. Oh my God, you guys. When I was in the military, our passwords had to change every like month. So I had to make everybody I know, I'd have to make their, if it was their birthday in that month, I would pick somebody in that month for their, like, Mm, it it was so hard. I've never had, that was the hardest part of my job. And keep in mind, I was a deployed (laughs) medic, was just figuring out my password constantly.
2: I know. I go through the same damn thing. Uh, I have a question for you here. The, the um, headline is guard accused of carrying on relationship with inmate at Shakopee Women's Prison. Don't they report on that like every six months that somebody's having an affair with somebody at the Shakopee Women's Prison? Right? <laughs> it seems like it's always in the news, doesn't it?
1: I Maybe that's the appeal of being a guard. Is that one yeah, of, like, oh.
2: Now, are we going to find out if the guard's a man or a woman? I huh? I don't know. God bless you. Whatever you do with your bits and pieces, good for you, right? I
1: mean, well, not in this case. I don't think you should have well, sex yeah, with your true. prisoners. I, I know that's a controversial say- statement I just said, but...
2: Yeah, you're probably right. A prison guard at the Minnesota Correctional Facility in Chacopee is facing charges for carrying on a romantic relationship with an inmate at the women's facility. Correctional Officer Daniel Vasquez Picardo is charged with criminal sexual conduct. Oh, so, he man, he's got major problems coming up here. Under the state statute for a prohibited occupational relationship as a prison guard, in the criminal complaint, investigators say Vasquez Picardo admitted to the relationship with the inmate. Authorities say their investigation revealed Vasquez Picardo has been communicating with the inmate using a fake J. What's a JPay account? No idea. I've never, never heard, heard, of, heard of a J. I've never heard of a JPay account. Is that a prison deal? Um.
1: Uh, yep. Yep. So uh, looks like it's a uh, it's Convenient and affordable correctional services, including money transfers, emails, videos, tablets. Okay, so it's a way to send things to people in correction service. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Ah, uh, so he used a fake JPay account. The so it is jail pay. That's what it stands for.
1: That's kind of hel- like that might awesome. be my favorite thing we learned today. Is exactly. that JPay exists? I'm
0: not using Venmo anymore. I'm only I'm strictly using JPay. <laughs> JPay, baby.
2: Can
1: I can I JPay you that for the meal? Oh, I love that.
2: That's a great call right there. We're all getting JPay accounts now. Yeah. You were in prison? No, I just have a JPay account. It's just all easy.
1: Do you want this carton of cigarettes or do you want me to J-pay you something?
2: <laughs> God, that's so weird. I've not heard anyone say the words carton of cigarettes in about 50 years. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> you have to be a billionaire to buy a j- carton of cigarettes.
2: Isn't it like two hundred fifty bucks now or something?
1: Well, what? How much is a pack? Because it's ten of them. I don't them. even know. I don't know. Is think
2: it's... ten bucks.
0: I was, at, uh, I was at I was at Holiday the other day, and this guy in front of me was a trucker. He, I think he got like four cartons of cigarettes, and it oh. was it was like in the three hundreds for oh. his total. God. And that was before gas. That's it was just God. just cigarettes, three hundred something dollars. Wild.
1: Is he single? What a, is he a millionaire? Jesus.
2: Maybe. So he got how many cartons of cigarettes for for four hundred bucks? Yeah, I think, I think he had three or four. Three or four. So they're like 100 bucks a piece or 120 bucks a piece. I bet.
1: Because, yeah, if they're $10 a pack and you get 10 yeah.
2: When I quit smoking, I, I quit smoking when I was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Right? I smoked for the time I was 11 to 21. I smoked Lark or Old Golds. Though, that was my choice, right? <laughs> uh, when I quit smoking, a carton of, a pack of cigarettes was 31 cents.
1: Wow!
2: 30, and now it's like eleven dollars.
1: When I quit smoking, it was around five bucks, like a pack, and that we were all really? outraged. Yeah, it had just gone up to five bucks. I'd, I, I'd quit. Oh God, I was probably twenty-two or so, um, and it, even then, I, we were like, "That's so expensive."
2: Oh yeah, and now is it eleven dollars a pack now? Do you think?
1: I don't know. I'll I'll have to reach out. I don't actually...
2: It's a lot of money, man. The complaint alleges the guard also admitted to sending the inmate photos of his wiener. Oh, that's great, isn't it? Mm. I I have never understood that part. Well, look at my vagina. Yeah, it looks like nice and hairy. Good for you. (laughs) I've never understood that. It's like, why would you send me pictures of your wiener? Uh, What?
1: It's romance, Tom.
2: Oh, that's romantic! Here, look at this, Catherine. You
1: see this, hey? Uh,
2: if I ever sent Catherine a picture of my penis, she would call me on the phone and go, "I'm going to take a week off. I'll see it about ten days. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> to wander off. I'm going to wander the earth for ten days and try to forget you sent me a picture of your wiener, right?" <laughs>
1: Issue. I don't think she, I don't think she would receive that well. I uh, I've been in <laughs> relationships either. with people that love it, and I've been in relationships where it does not come up in the conversation. Yeah, sure.
2: And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you. Uh, the complaint alleged the guard also admitted sending the inmate photos of his private parts using Snapchat. Ooh, that's very close. And touching her butt while on duty, going to areas outside the camera view to engage in the inappropriate conduct. According to charges, the guard said the two had been in a relationship since December of 2022, so only for about, uh, what, three months now then? Three, four months? Big anniversary coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it looks like it. What are you kids going to do for Christmas?
0: <laughs>
1: nice
2: stroll uh, around and the,
0: the, the courtyard. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: I'm going to touch your butt secretly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's
2: going to touch your butt for Christmas. It'll be wonderful. Adding they would occasionally write love letters to each other. Jesus, what in the hell is wrong with you? What is it? Oh, God, I thought this was one of the things he wrote to her.
1: <laughs> uh oh.
2: I scrolled down. 20 times kid drawings reveal too much about their parents. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's a whole different story. Yeah. I thought this guy was, ri- you're really writing pictures of little people. And then nope. some Tim's dad has his friend over, friend F R E N D. Mm. That's when I have fun. Barus? Oh, because B E C U S. It is true, isn't it, that, that I have heard that although American schools are the most some of the most expensive schools on earth, we are now in twenty eighth place in learning out of the top thirty countries. Twenty eighth this kid has no idea, not on how old this kid is. Yeah,
1: it could be a super young kid, Tom It
2: doesn't matter. You still gotta know how to spell. You knew how to spell right out of the chute, didn't you?
1: Obviously. I mean you heard that when I won that spelling bee against Rudy.
2: Just kicked Rudy's ass in the spelling bee. <laughs> I don't know if that's anything to
1: brag about. Oh, 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 oh. love Rudy.
2: Poor Rudy. Love Rudy. that guy. But oh. Diarrhea, i I'm like, D-H? As Wait, soon as whoa, 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 whoa. Actually? Yeah, as yes. soon as
1: he said DH I was like, oh, we are in trouble. <laughs> oh,
0: no. That's that Iron Range education point. Uh, exactly. My goodness. Uh,
1: exactly. I actually, sincerely, i have had that. such a great time working with Rudy. I think he is a great guy. A shitty speller, that's for sure.
2: He's a terrible speller, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we, don't you think?
1: We posted his um, picture of uh, what what he was using to scribble down the word. Is like uh, his test results, and uh, it's rough. People are a big fan of it.
2: I would say, yeah, I would have to agree with you. It's pretty pretty rough, no question. But there are some people brilliant people just just have no idea how to spell, and I don't know why that is. You
1: know, and it's actually, Tom, we've talked about this too. I I pronounce things wrong a lot because a lot of times I read words and you'll be like, go listen to it somewhere. And it's funny because there's a lot of things with spelling that it actually, you could be, you know, highly intelligent, especially if you're somebody who speaks more than one language um, Mm -hmm. and you're a terrible speller because, you know, the English language is terrible with their random rules and things like that. So it's not an indication of your intelligence, but sure feels like it sometimes.
2: Well, yeah. And education's not what you Look, there was a video I saw yesterday on the news, and I don't, I don't even know where I, what I was watching. It was the national news, so it was either CNN or Fox or MSNBC or one of those. I, uh-huh. I don't even know. Yeah. But the entire video was this older woman. She looked to be... I don't know. She, she had gray hair, so I don't know. I have no idea how old she was. But the entire video is her packing her stuff in her classroom, packing it up and talking to her students and saying, you've been so horrible to me. I cannot stand to be here one more day. I'm packing up and leaving. So I know that's going to make you happy. This woman was just destroyed because she said all that that used to happen in her classroom, she's trying to teach her kids. They would stand in the back of the classroom, smoke cigarettes, and gamble, and do everything. They would would never pay attention to what she was saying. Isn't that disgusting? This woman's trying to do her job, trying to help you by educating you, and you disrespect her that much?
1: We're in such a terrible time for teachers. We give them, we're giving them no support. We're not letting anybody discipline anybody. We are, um, you know, there, if you get a sub, I mean, I, my, I've got so many teachers in my family, my, uh, sister-in-law, Stephanie, she's a teacher and she told me that if she wants to go on, you know, like leave for a vacation for a week or a couple days, the chances that she's going to get a sub that even is a teacher is rare. Yeah. Um, and so they're just like, okay, so you have to write out these elaborate lesson plans. They've just, they're, they're, everybody's burnt out in that, and and, and they're the ones that we want to, you know, mold our kids. And it's like we just got to give them more support. We just have to.
2: We have to support our teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I didn't, I wasn't really fond of teachers. But I did what they told me to do. Uh, th- th- that was never the problem. I, I, not my kind of people. But if you told me to do something, I understood you were the boss, and I had to do it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Are we ever going to get back to that? Look, your teacher is the boss. Shut the hell up and do what she or he tells you to do. I mean, this has right? been
1: this has been growing for a while because when I went oh, to yeah. school, oh, yeah. when I went to school, see, my mom was a teacher, and my mom, Beverly, if if I would come to home and say this, you know, mom, this teacher was mean to me. My mom would go, what the hell did you do? My, my would be the first thing my mom would ask me. So I would never have come home and thought that my mom was going to take my side. I would never thought that like, I can spin this, but I had friends. I had so many friends whose parents would call teachers. Why the hell did you kick my kid out of school? How dare you? And I remember being, even at that age being like, Oh, that's, that's wrong. Like, you, you, your, your parents coming in hot for you and knows no context. But that's where we're at. Teachers are getting yelled at by parents with little to no context, believing they're idiot kids. And like, I mean that in the nicest way. Most kids are idiots. <laughs> I'm also an idiot. It's fine. And it's like, in what world? Kids yeah. lie all the time. It's what they do. I would If I came and picked up my little kid from daycare and she's got a bump on her head, I'm not going to go to the teacher and go, what the hell happened? I'm going to go, oh, were you trying to walk and you fell? Yeah. Because go-go, you're a 10-month-year-old idiot and that's what you do. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Like, In what world are we siding with our kids before even figuring out context?
2: Couldn't agree more. I, seriously, this... this teacher was so frustrated and it literally showed the video of her walking out of the classroom and basically tearing up because she loved to teach so much but she just couldn't take it anymore yeah isn't that sad
1: my mom has been like i said a teacher at saint paul schools for years that that woman has been yelled at by ever you know so many parents and i just i oh, it God. breaks my heart it's just like you guys Teachers don't get into it because, like, oh yeah, I can't wait to be the power, the power of it all, the oh, money. Power. They they want, <laughs> they want to help your kids, like
2: they do. You're right,
1: and like you should be so thankful for that.
2: I would think so. My uh, my mother would have never put up with me mistreating my te- well. First of all, oh. I was accused of something in eighth grade, and I won't say the name of the teacher. It mm-hmm. was uh, it was at Saint Anne's school, and it was. Uh, he was a good guy. I usually liked him. But for some reason, he got was really pissed off at me. I did something. And I know that was really unusual for me to do something wrong. Shocking. You know? Shocking. So it really stuck out, apparently. <laughs> but you, you remember those old um, cloth towels that you'd have in the men's and women's room where you would pull down on the cloth to mm-hmm. get the clean? It, it would roll through. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, those things, usually the, the receptacle was about at head height because you would pull down in it to wipe your hands. Uh-huh. Remember that? Yep. Being at head height wasn't good because he was so pissed off me, he grabbed my side of the head and slammed my head right into that metal thing. A teacher did? <laughs> yes, Holy
1: absolutely. Holy buckets. Ooh.
2: He was so pissed off at me that he slammed my head and go, there, now calm down. I'm like, okay, well, there you go.
1: Okay, so that's the exception.
2: Yeah, a concussion <laughs> really makes people calm down. Yes, it does. Right. <laughs> Give me a concussion. Uh, I will tell you one thing. Going to Catholic school back in those days, you didn't do any of that bullshit because they wouldn't put, they wouldn't put up with not one second of it. It's not happening. Yeah. Which is fair, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. We got, we got to do something. But, but this whole deal of treating your, with such disrespect, oh my. Yeah, have you seen Abbott Elementary?
1: Yes, it's so good.
2: Very funny. But they go through that in that show. Yeah, You notice that, right?
1: Yeah. No, I think we are in such a weird time with like, I don't understand. If you don't know that like, if you haven't had a kid lie on you, like, you know, lie about you, then you're Mm -hmm. not living your life. Like, I mean, I've had so many times I've watched a kid and they'll be like, you know, Brittany, to, you know, she'll say something and the parents laugh. Nobody's like, oh, did you actually say that or did you actually right, do that? So right. it's like, I don't know why you're acting like your kid has never lied or your kid has never exaggerated, um, you know, besides Andy breaking his leg in that soccer game.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's the yes.
1: only exception.
2: The only one, ladies and gentlemen. We need to take a break. We're coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Yet another good friend that came over to the uh, to the Hubbard uh, outfit with me is coming up next. Can't wait for the first report of baseball season coming up next. Kent Herbeck will join us right after this.
5: This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. consultation the number to call is 763-571-2410 that's 763-571-2410 or visit Bialkilaw.com.
2: that's b-i-a-l-k-e law.com see that snow on your lawn two weeks from now it'll all be gone it's time to say goodbye to winter and hello to spring lawn care if you want the best lawn on the block you've got to go with my friends at ProTurf a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. Don't be sending that lawn care renewal contract back to the company that did lousy work last year. Go with the company that has service techs with over 20 years of experience who service the same routes so they get to know your lawn. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate now at Professionalturf.com. Once the snow melts, ProTurf will send an experienced service tech to assess your lawn and customize a slow-release fertilizer and weed control plan that is environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. A beautiful, healthy lawn free of crabgrass, dandelions, and broadleaf weeds. Be sure to check out their amazing landscape projects and ProTurf services irrigation systems, too. ProTurf, exceptional lawn care, landscape, and irrigation services. Service, check them out at professionalturf.com.
4: Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right and when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 800-401-6681. Reputation Defender by Norton is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you, too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take control with Reputation Defender. Visit www.ReputationDefender.com or call 800-401-6681 for free advice on your situation. 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681.
3: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
2: gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, Kent Herbeck. How you doing, sir? me? What's going on? Nothing to it. I was just thinking about the, the, you know how great it is that you, you came over with me. It was very, very nice of you to do that so I appreciate it. All of the people that came over with me to do this show uh, uh, I'm, I'll i be forever grateful but that's enough of me being nice to you because I'm just not used to being nice <laughs> to Ken Herbeck. It just it, it feels very uncomfortable.
6: Uh, you know, you know what Tom? I got a lot of great feedback when we were doing the show the last couple of years and our little quib here about the twins and stuff and And uh, waited to see if we were going to do it again and got the phone call and said, yeah, I'd love to do it again. So here we are again. Uh, God, it's so
2: wonderful. Hopefully with a better ending. (laughs) Yeah, that would be. You know, one thing I I love about uh, talking baseball with you, Ken, is you're very honest. Look, I've been a lifelong, since I'm nine years old, twin fan. You won two World Series uh, you won't stop telling me how, even though they hung my name on a banner at the World Series, you hit a grand slam, which is much better than your name on a on a bed sheet. But other than that, <laughs> don't worry about my feeling. Now, Kent, I'll tell you, one of my—it's so funny because I was thinking about you being on this morning, and I went all the way back, and this is something Brittany and, uh, and AJ don't know, but uh, back in the day— uh, Kent had a TV show going on, and then I was offered. One of the local TV stations offered me a show, and uh, Kent came on to, to do it. And I can't remember if me doing the Harry Carey thing was on your show or my show. I can't remember which one it was. I didn't end I up doing was, the TV. It
6: show. was your it was your gig, but it turned out to be a wonderful day on the lake. That was that was
2: yeah for <laughs> you. <laughs> for you, it was you wonderful. had to make the big dive. I did. So I'm I'm playing Harry Carey and I'm all dressed up. I got the gray hair and I got the this and I'm you know we're doing the whole deal. It's unbelievable. You know, we're doing all that stuff. And I uh I find out that basically at the very end of it, we're in a boat in the middle of Lake Minnetonka and I had to fall overboard. <laughs> take 1. That
0: was it. <laughs> you got one
2: take. Right. You got one take. Well, <laughs> Kent, I know I know that you uh, you booked this late and you got you got to go in about seven minutes. But I just wanted to yep. so instead of talking about the twins, because the next next week when you're on, they'll already have a game under their belt, so that'll be good. Right.
6: It's hard, you know. Right now, it's kind of hard to even talk about them because I haven't seen much of them. Uh, you know, as much as everybody else has. And then they, when they do happen to be on TV, a lot of the guys haven't been playing. We don't know about the health of half of these guys, if they're all okay. right or not. You know, the Polanco deal at second base, we haven't seen him yet. Buxton has played, what, one game, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I really don't know. I, I know as, as much as everybody else and, and probably as much as Rocco right now <laughs> as far yeah. as what he's going to have in the starting lineup.
2: I just, it's such a Minnesota thing for me for, you know, you sit through those long winters and the the weather gets pretty nasty. Now, of course, it's going to be uh, 45 today, 44 tomorrow, 42 on Sunday. So some nice weather coming up here. And for me, it was always the sign that the twins were in in spring training in February. And then in March, they're coming home. And uh, usually the, the season starts the first week in April. Right. Uh, the, the twins for me, from the time I was nine years old, were hey, summer's just right around the corner because baseball is a summertime sport, and it it was it literally was a breath of fresh air every year when the season started. I love it.
6: Yep, that's uh, kind of what I always thought too, and and it has. Uh, we're starting to finally lose a little bit of our snow here, which is nice. But uh, no, it's it's uh, it's always reminded me of that too. Springtime's. Uh, I always remember as the kid, springtime was here, and school was almost over with. That's what I liked about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> almost time to get out of school. Hey, I do like that. It works for me. Ken, can you, if you don't mind talking about it, because I had always heard, and I've, I've brought this up before, but, and asked you if it was true, that you, as a little kid living in Bloomington, you could see the lights at Met Stadium out your bedroom window. Is that, that, that is true, right?
6: I could see the glow of the lights yeah I could the glow actually of the see the lights okay. the glow of the lights yeah because it was about i don't know as the crow flies from my house i think it's probably about a mile and a half to the mall from my house to where the mall sits now from where i grew up and i could see that you know at night when the game was on i could see that the, the lights would shine over i could see the lights shining so um literally out of my bedroom window so uh yeah, that uh, that brings back a lot of memories from back when I was a kid. And of course, mom always had a little transistor radio hanging wow. on the clothesline, hanging the clothes up, and she always had the had a had a game on. So uh, playing in the backyard with buddies and stuff. If mom was outside or even in the house uh, in the kitchen, she always had the the transistor radio going to WCCO and listening to the to the ball game. So um, it was a uh, a big part of my childhood.
2: Yep. So, I, I've never asked you this, and I've always wanted to ask you this. I don't think I've ever asked you this. You grow up as a kid. You can see the glow of the lights at the Metropolitan Stadium, the professional baseball stadium, right, blah, a mile and a half from your house. When you walked up to the plate for the first time at that very same stadium, what the hell did that feel like? <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, it was... It was uh you know, I think I
6: was, I was more excited for my, my family and, and friends yep. and stuff as I had a pile of people out in the outfield seats. Um, it was, uh, you know, I was hoping they were excited for me. I was, I was fired up, but you know what? I got so many good uh, things from, from guys like Johnny Castino was playing with the team oh, then, And so the was guy. Gary Ward. And I had played with these guys, uh, in instructional league and, and when I first got called up and played in Yankee Stadium the, the, before I came to, to Minneapolis uh, after a couple games in New York, I, um, those guys told me, hey, just remember it. And I always I was, man, like I told this to you before, just remember it's the same game that you've always been playing as a kid and go out there and have fun and play the game. So I tried to keep that almost every time I went to the ballpark for the 14 years that I played. Uh, you know, I was going to the ballpark to have fun and play a game. And try to keep that perspective, and uh, it really helped me out. calm myself out, and when I went in the back, I was nervous, of course. But sure. uh, but it was uh, you know that's what I played for. That was my uh, that was my deal. That was, that's what I wanted. I wanted uh, I wanted to get to the ball to the major leagues, and uh, after you know playing, and uh, that's what you want to do. You, you wanted to play it, so you had to try to keep yourself. Calm and collective, and but certain, certain things, if you don't have butterflies, and not nervous, there's something wrong with you.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think there's any question, but I mean, just for me, and I know you only have about one more minute, so I'll just say very quickly, well, for good. me as a kid who grew up from the time I was nine years old watching that team and the Harmon Killebrews and Bob Allison's of the world, the... Uh, Tony Olivas, and all, all of a sudden, I was actually in the park the first time you ever walked up to the plate. And, of course, uh, Bob mispronounced your name. He called you Kent Raybeck. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> now, and, then, and then later on in life, here I am, and it's kind of how weird it is, uh, playing a little golf on, on Halloween night at a, at a local golf course, and Johnny Castino, the reason I even thought of this is because Castino was there, by the way, I, gotta talk. I have not talked to Johnny in a couple of years. I've got to talk to Johnny. What a great guy. He's going to
6: be in town. He's going to be in town this summer. I talked to him a couple of times. Most of all, oh, he's going to be in town. So, yeah, you have to hook up with him.
2: We'll have to have some dinner. But, honestly, I'm walking around playing golf with two of my favorite baseball players of all time. And here's Kent Herbeck wearing a glowing halo. You remember that?
6: <laughs> was I wearing it or was it just a halo?
2: No, nah, well, it might have been just a natural halo you always have. <laughs> I will never forget. You were, Here's this guy. You w- <laughs> it didn't appear. It just appeared. You didn't put it, it up appeared. there. It just appeared over your head. Right. All right. Go do your your duty. I'll look forward to talking to next week, Kent Thank you so much for coming over with me to the to do this show, man. I love working with you. You know that.
6: I appreciate that, Tommy. Look forward to a fun summer and some good chats. Talk Sounds to you later. Good.
2: Thanks, Ken. Thank Ken Herbeck, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, here again, here's a guy. Grew up looking at the lights of the stadium, the glow of the lights of the stadium. He ends up playing in the major leagues. I think he was he he was only in single A when they called him up, if I remember correctly. Um, he, they called him up. Here he is playing at his home stadium, a mile and a half from his own house. Uh, you know, went to Kennedy High School the whole deal. What a great story that is. And you guys have met Herbeck before, have you not?
1: No, um, of course not. You've never met him? No, he's a legend. I've never met him. Oh,
2: God. Wait till you meet. You are going to love Ken Herbeck because he uh, he and Ka- well, he and Catherine are both bohemian. So th- when they're they're together, everybody else doesn't matter because oh, they're both perfect. bohemian. You know. Mm-hmm. But I do. I think the world of that man and so many other people on that team. Johnny Castino. I can't wait to see Johnny. Just a wonderful, wonderful guy. But... Kent Herbeck will be on every week talking about your Minnesota Twins, and he mentioned Buxton has only been in one game, but he had a hell of a game when he did appear. Uh, the season starts in six days on Thursday. Major League Baseball kicks it off. At least the Twins' Major League Baseball season is kicked off next Thursday. I cannot wait for it to happen. I I will all look. The Twins have not been very good for many many years, but I love them from the time I was nine years old to today. So that's never going to go away. You guys good baseball, big baseball fans?
1: I do love going to the games. I don't follow much, but when we go to the games, I'm very in it. I love, I mean, I, they're just, it's crazy when you get to sit close or be watch them up close, you go, oh my God, the talent. And it's lost sometimes on the TV, the amount of things they do and how, you know, the speed to the running. It's, it's you can sit in awe, that's for sure
2: yeah there's no question- well, you're absolutely right about that sitting in awe is exactly what it's all about but i i just um well you were you were at the game when the, the, the Tom Bernard night weren't you
1: um no, but I was at the
2: i oh I, I thought you were
1: no, I wasn't at the game then, but I was at the game um when we brought uh Fawn, and she saw herself on the big screen.
2: Oh, God, yes. I
1: have that. that I filmed <laughs> that, and we were... It was so fun. It was so cute. It was, yeah, it was a good night. But I was, no, I didn't I didn't go to the Tom... I wasn't working with you then.
2: I know you weren't, but I thought you were there for some... I thought I you didn't came even, with Alex no, for some
1: No, No, I would have loved to, but I, I don't know if that got lost in all the excitement, but yeah, it, I'm sure that was beyond, was that just surreal that night?
2: It was amazing because again, as a child, it's, you know, again, I, I was a big Boston Celtics fan because the, the, the Minnesota Lakers or the Minneapolis Lakers, excuse me, had left town already. So I didn't really know much about that. I was a big uh, uh, college basketball fan, the University of Minnesota, but baseball was my sport from the time I was nine years old. I just love baseball. So to be honored by the very team that I'd been following my entire life last year. And Matt Hoy, I will never forget what you did for me, man. You were, you were unbelievable. But Kent Herbeck was there from the beginning to the end. He was wearing his Tom Bernard IQ92 hat, which I really appreciate. You know, KQ92, IQ92, what the hell's the difference? It's
1: nice to humble you once in a while, huh? <laughs>
2: But, I mean, it does mean so much to me that that all you guys came over and Herbeck came over. And, I mean, to meet Phil and Judd, just terrific as well. I know I I, I sound like I'm just – Swimming in it, but I kind of am swimming in it. It's so nice to work with, with really good, solid people who are into it. So thank you guys for that.
1: Yeah, it's surreal. Right? I, I feel the same way. I feel very thankful for, yeah, we've an amazing, we have so many amazing contributors that call in every day. And I, yep. And I just live by like being so excited to come and hear what everyone has. I and mean, we are so stupid lucky.
2: Yeah, it's a lot better than working, don't you think? Oh,
1: hands down. <laughs> my hand, look, at, if I look at my, uh, no, very soft hands, I know that I have done nothing today, so I love that
2: all right, so I have to ask you a question because it's Friday. okay this is a Friday question for both of you. Do you drink tequila?
1: no i I would fight you all.
2: you just get in a fist fight
1: yeah I can't, I can't I don't, yeah I, I love I had so much fun when I would drink tequila, but I would always end up with like mystery bruises and like in of location, I did not know. How about you, AJ? Are you a tequila drinker?
0: Not, like, straight. I'll do a cocktail. My, one of my best friends, it's a, he beats this joke to death, but it's the, you know, I really hate when I go up to the bar and I ask for a, a Bud Heavy and they give me this tequila sunrise. God, I hate it. Oh, so much. But uh, Margarita's tequila sunrise I'm all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, you are? Okay. So, tequila, you do drink tequila, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, so good. That, that's what this story is all about. I could not drink tequila. Uh Um, I remember a Mexican restaurant. Don't give me that Catherine voice. Uh
1: I agree with your decision. Uh I I concur. I concur.
2: I went to an opening. A friend of mine opened a new uh, Mexican restaurant many, many years ago. And he invited me to the opening. And he said, Tom, I want you to do me a favor. This is 20 years ago probably. Maybe even longer than that. But he said... I have a bottle of 100-year-old tequila, and I would like you to share a glass with me. I'm like, really? You think it's a good idea? He goes, no, Tom, it's 100 years old, and it would be such an honor if you shared this uh, drink with me. So he pours me a glass, and I'm talking about three, four inches deep glass of this tequila. Absolutely delicious. It was one of the most magnificent things I've ever tasted, 100-year-old tequila, and so I finish it off. It took me a while to finish it off. And he says to me, now this guy's a good friend of mine. He says to me, Would you like another glass? And I said, No, no, I would not. And he goes, why not? Didn't you like it? And I said, No, I loved it. I thought it was tasty. He said, Well then why don't you want another glass? And I said, and I quote, because I'm really pissed off and I don't know why. <laughs> 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 tequila triggers this thing in me. It makes me angry. Why would that be?
1: It, it tur- tequila turns everybody into their most animal self. Like, I all of a sudden really? will be running down university, like, hiding from people I know and, like, busting out of, like, bushes that I decided, you know, that was a good spot to lay down. Um, tequila makes everybody insane, and oh, you so it's
2: good, not just me.
1: Oh, no. It, like, taps into completely uh, the id in us all, and you... God. I don't think it's... For me... I go, I go, cra- I go full raccoon mode. Uh, not great. <laughs> AJ, you seem like a calm guy. Do you just kind of? No, I,
0: I, I want to be friends with everybody.
1: Yeah, that's that seems like I'm, your core personality. You
0: could tell me the worst joke ever, I'm laughing like my kidney just ruptured. Like, <laughs> uh, we are. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah. No, AJ seems mellow at his heart and very much so. Like, yeah, I could see that absolutely. And, and then there's me and Tom, and it's like, no. Maybe we should pass on the tequila shots this week.
2: (laughs) Not fair, I say. That's all I have to say to you. It's not fair. God, that put me in a good mood. This entire show puts me in a good mood every damn day. So here's the story. Happy National Cocktail Day. It's on a Friday this year, so pace yourself. And if you're a tequila fan, enjoy it while you can, because there could be a huge shortage of tequila on the horizon. Now, what would cause that? I've not looked at the whole story. What would cause it? to be a, a shortage of tequila
1: well let's see it's made from blue agave right that's the thing that tequila right. is made from so right. m- maybe we're having probably where does blue agave where is that grown is that- I mean,
2: maybe that, well oh you're right they both come from the agave plant that comes up right away so we're going to find out where it is from uh, tequila is more popular than ever in the United States, and agave farmers in Mexico are struggling to keep up. Last year alone, sales of tequila and mezcal were up uh, 17%. They both come from the agave plant. Agave plants take years to grow, and farmers have been harvested, uh, harvesting them a lot earlier in their growing cycle to keep up with the demand. So the problem could start to snowball more and more. Mexico hasn't been getting enough rain either, so that's been causing issues too. In the short term, it could mean tequila gets more expensive, and eventually it could become more and more scarce. By the way, a report last month found the most popular cocktail so far in 2023 is what? Do you guys know the most popular cocktail in
1: 2023? Uh, would it be a margarita?
2: Very good. Yes. That's exactly it. And, and I know that uh, AJ feels the same way because you mentioned margaritas when you uh, were talking about what you like to drink. So oh, yeah. You so tasty margaritas first martinis are next and then what the hell is a moscow mule oh yeah oh you know it
1: i mean i've heard i've heard of it what what i don't know what's in it It
2: just says uh, uh, it just says a moscow, moscow mule
1: okay a moscow mule is it's made out of vodka ginger beer and lime juice and it's the one that's in those you see them in those copper little cups mm-hmm. all the time that are very trendy
2: so what is it again? It's what?
1: It's vodka, ginger beer, and lime
0: juice. And uh, the big thing is, is it's served in those copper mugs. I know those are big ones at, like, Kentucky Derby time. Yes. That's like one of the, it's, it's a spinoff, I think, of that as their signature drink.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never even heard of a Moscow I was, I, Like I said, it was not good, a good thing for me to drink hard liquor anyway. It just never did work out. I don't know what the hell. Why could I drink beer all day? I mean, I literally, very quick story. But I don't know if I want to say, you know, you, you remember Runyon's. It wasn't their fault. I can mention Runyon's. You know where it is, right? Yeah. Over there on Washington Avenue. And what is that? First Street right there on that corner. Kind of. Well, it's not.
1: Oh, we dropped out. Oh. I did. There you go. There you're back
2: there. I'm back, though. I'm back. Okay, uh, excellent. I like that when I just hear this. All I hear when it, that happens is pop, 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 pop. That's all I can hear. And then I know I'm not on the air. Isn't that weird?
1: Yeah, it's not great.
2: Ah, uh, someday we'll get it fixed. Um, I can't remember what the hell I was talking about. You're talking about Runions, Yeah. Oh, Runyon's. So I'm at Runyon's, and my friends are just hammered. I got three friends with me, so I agreed to drive home, and we're talking about it. He said, Tom, you're going to have to drive because we're hammered. I go, yeah, no problem. I'm I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I'll drive home. Everything will be good. Well, it didn't uh, work out that I did drive home because uh, the server came over and said, what are you guys talking about? And I said, well, they want me to drive home because they're all hammered. And he goes, that's what I thought you were talking about. Tom, I have to show you something before you drive home, okay? I said, okay, yeah, no problem. He brings over the check and itemized on the check, I had had 47 beers. What? 47. I almost drank two cases of beer that now We were there for more than just an hour so that, you know, I could fit it all in. Now, we were there literally probably about five, six hours, maybe even seven hours. And in that period, I drank 47 Anchor Steams. It was Anchor Steam beer. I'll never forget that.
1: Tom, I don't want to be dramatic, but you should be dead. <laughs>
2: Probably. Probably should be. But you have to understand something. Beer never hit me that hard. So I literally thought I was okay to drive home. I literally did. And he was so nice to say, do not get behind the wheel. You've had 47 bottles of beer.
1: Yeah. um, Doing God's work.
2: He did God's work. That's exactly right. It was very nice of him. We, I'll take a break in just a couple of minutes. I want to run this by you again because it's such great news. Sunny and mild today with a high of 45. Clear a few clouds tonight, a low of 26. Saturday, partly sunny and 44. Another beautiful day. Sunday, mixed sunshine and clouds, 42. So 45 today, 44 tomorrow, 42 on Sunday. It is clear and 28 degrees right now. $1,000 Tom Bernard app contest winner, Nick Bachman of West St. Paul won the $1,000 Tom Bernard app contest. Nick won 1000 bucks for downloading the Tom Bernard app and registering. Right now, if you get the app and register, you'll be in for the $10,000 Pick Your Prize drawing at the end of March. I love the Hubbards. They just keep giving away dough to, to beg people to listen to me. What do you think?
1: It's like, hey, listen to us and we will pay you. So sorry that you had to deal with this. <laughs>
2: we know we suck. We know. So we'll pay you to listen to us. That's what you're saying? Yep. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. Timmy Lammers will join us right after this on Tom
4: Bernard Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company.
0: And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner.
4: As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses.
0: Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business.
4: When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop.
0: We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come.
2: Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them, trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional
4: bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy.
2: Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing
4: lender? Get ready, because Scott's is taking over Daylight Saving Time. It's such a big event that we're calling it Daylong Saving Time. And now it's got real savings. In fact, it's the biggest deals of the year. Audacious? Absolutely. So don't wait. Stock up early and you'll be able to save up to $20 on Scott's trip. Action and easy seed products today at the Home Depot and Lowe's. Offers available March 9th through 22nd at select U.S. stores while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See store for exact offers.
2: Right now, My Pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling My Pillow product. And I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M you'll get the all-season slippers for $25 regularly, $149.98. That's over $120 in savings limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now.
3: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
2: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Lammers, brought to you by Brad and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Tim Lammers brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Timmy, what's the buzz?
3: Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. As our Tommy, friend Philly Tommy. Dog says, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy.
2: The Philly Dog. I miss the Philly Dog. It's a great oh, guy. Oh, yeah.
3: Talk to him on the phone once in a while. I have to give him a call. But uh, good morning and good morning, Brittany. Now in, stu- uh, in the A.J., is it? Yep, yes. A.J., yep. yep. A.J. Okay, all right. Well, good morning to all. When you announced the name of that winner, which is very cool, I almost thought you were going to say Nick Bockwinkle.
2: Nick Bockwinkle is the winner. He (laughs) wrestled me to the ground and won.
3: Growing up with the AWA, baby.
2: Loved it. Absolutely loved it. No question. And Nick Bockwinkle, by the way, was a very serious wrestler. When you joked around with him, he didn't get the joke.
4: Oh.
2: It was like, (laughs) uh, this isn't he literally said to me once, Tom, this is not an act. This is how I am. <laughs> okay, well, a, he was a good guy. Don't get me wrong, but he was a very, very serious man. Let me put it that way.
3: Now, I know AJ can see me, but can you guys see me? Can you on the camera? No, no, not yet. Rick, they're they're working Rick, on Rick, that Ann? stuff.
1: Yep. I can see you. Yeah.
3: You can see who who is accompanying me today. You My... got
1: piano right next
3: to you. I have my John Wick action figure because I am oh, a John God. Wick fan.
0: You and me, too. <laughs> yeah, me, so, too. So, Love it. Such a good series. Love those AJ, movies.
3: AJ, where's your figure there, man? You got to get one. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. I didn't open
0: my email. I know you sent one, so that's my fault. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. anyway, uh, so I like showing off my action figures. In fact, I showed my Dracula figure to, to Nicolas Cage uh, recently, and he freaked out, and he, he started showing me his monster models so you know oh, yeah yep. fun with action figures I'll, I'll actually send that uh audio in when i review renfield coming up in a, in a few weeks but uh Ooh. this time we have john wick chapter four baby and tommy i know i was teeing you up last week for it you gotta tell me that you're gonna go see this one this weekend
2: even though it's three hours long i will go see the movie
3: two hours and 49 minutes
2: Oh, well, part
3: difference there, But I will tell you, you're going to have to stay the full two hours and 49 minutes because there is an after-credits scene as these movies. Oh. You know what? Hey, let's salute all the people that put the work into this anyway, right? Sit through the credits. But, yeah, it's long. I know that. But, again, an extra hour of John Wick killing, you know? Hey, I mean, it's, that's your trade-off there, right? I will so, never forget uh, seeing the you first know, one. It's, For the people that love those first three films, now just to give a quick recap. It all started when uh, some thieves stole John Wick's car and killed the puppy that his late mm-hmm. wife gave to him. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's enough to make Brittany go John Wick on somebody's ass, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. I, I literally practice in my brain every single day for
3: this exact scenario. I have imagined this many times. <laughs> and by uh, Bob Sansevier and Mike uh, Bryant's count, 299 people have paid so far. And I will tell you in this fourth one you will have to see it more than once. I said it last week, I'll say it again. There are so many dro- uh, bodies dropping so fast, so furious that you will not if you're tell me, oh yeah, it's 147 Tim, you are lying to me. You're going to have to see this more than once. So anyway, John Wick, uh chapter 2, you know, he gets himself in deeper and deeper, declared excommunicado uh by the organization for killing somebody in the Continental Hotel. So the, the, the bounty is on for him. Number three, that's what it was all about. people trying to kill him at the cost of, you know, bounty was like 14, 16 million dollars.: Love it.: the Fourth film begins where he goes and kills an elder of the high table. There's one person above him, um, played by Bill Skarsgård, okay, uh, Marquis. He is so ticked about this that he declares... Uh, Winston, John Wick's main guy, uh, ex-communicado as well. And then he makes him pay a very steep price in regards to Continental Hotel. I don't want to give you too much. Um, so there is an out for John Wick here, though. And that is um, if he challenges the marquee's top guy to a duel, if he wins this duel, he will be set free. So sounds easy enough right well he's got to get to a certain place at a certain time and the bounty is up to maybe close to 20 million dollars on him now so everybody wants him to get dead before he gets to this duel so that goes on over the course of two hours and i will say 40 minutes because again the credits are about 10 or nine or so um but not only do you see john wick just kick an ass. I mean, you know, we're talking about breakneck action, gunplay, sword fighting, hand to hand combat, all of these great things. You got people like Donnie Yen, who is an advers- adversary turned um, hitman for the Marquis. He wants to get John Wick dead. Uh, and there are others, too, that they introduce. So you got new people coming into into play, but you still have your, your lookalike, Tommy, Ian McShane, right? <laughs> and that's right. Yeah. Because of you, you both have these these striking blue eyes. And then and then sadly you have uh, Lance Reddick who plays Chiron Oh uh, loved unfortunately, him. Unfortunately he passed away. Man, what timing for that? I mean, you yep. know, you're celebrating this great achievement because it is really a great achievement. I don't care what anybody says. This is a ten out of ten film on the Lamimeter baby. This is the best of the series. It's everything i think every fan could have hoped for with this film and where it goes from here i don't know but if they decide to end the series from here hey you know what you really took us on one incredibly crazy ride
2: no question now tim is there one of the now the first one was terrific mm-hmm. uh, out of two and three did you enjoy all three of them or were there was there one maybe you didn't enjoy that much
3: well, you know, I did because, you know, it wasn't the same thing all the time. I mean, the right, stakes were right. raised. And I think, honestly, I mean, let's just get down to brass tacks. They found more and more inventive ways, and I think you probably agree with me, A.J., to kill people, <laughs> you know. And, and again, <laughs> folks, this is entertainment. This isn't brutal reality here. This is over-the-top crazy stuff, shoot up stuff like my dad used to say. He loves shoot-'em-ups. I mean, it, it's kind of a throwback to those sorts of films, maybe the films in the 70s, you know, these revenge thrillers. And, uh, you know, you had people coming in like Halle Berry in the third one who kicked right. total ass in that movie. Yep. I was hoping she would come back for this one, but she didn't. But again, it would have been a repeat if we would have brought her back and her two wonderful dogs who, well, we have another dog involved with this one. So we have somebody else with the dog. <laughs> uh, Shamir Moore is a guy, an assassin, uh, called Mr. Nobody. And he has a dog that is, does, it doesn't treat uh, strangers too kindly. So again, it's over-the-top crazy fun. You know what you're getting. Uh, and if that sort of stuff you can't take it, you know enough to stay away. So it, it's a hard-R movie, man. I mean, some people meet some very brutal end, endings in this. But hey, again, you know what you're getting. The film's going to be a huge hit, too.
2: Did you say Shamar Moore is in it, too? Shamir Moore?
3: I, I'm trying to think if I... He, he certainly looks familiar to me. Obviously, this is the sort of film that will make him into a huge star.
2: <laughs> well, he's the um, one who used to be on, on um, um, Criminal Minds.
3: Well, it could be. It could be. And, and, I, and I haven't watched Yeah. So, yeah. He's terrific. I mean, oh, he's every terrific in this actor. Film, uh, Donnie Yen is in it. And Donnie, if you're a Star Wars fan, he was in uh, Rogue One. He was a blind warrior in Rogue oh, okay. One. And, okay. oddly enough as far as I know, he can see in real life, he plays a blind assassin in this, which just makes the character that much more interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting film. And, Tom, you know this is important. It has a sense of humor.
2: Oh, you know, thank God. Yeah, it's I mean, good. Uh,
3: films that got a lot of this kind of stuff going on, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be nearly as entertaining to people if it didn't have a sense of humor about itself. And there is one crazy scene in the third act, that is so crazy and over-the-top. But people were roaring out loud at the preview. Really?
2: That's good, yeah. good,
3: huh? Oh, yeah. You're going to love it, Tom. That two hours and 49 minutes is nothing. It really isn't. <laughs> I think I, I didn't. I, I, you know what? The, the kiss of death, honestly, you look at your watch, right? Or you don't pull out your phones because you're not supposed to be looking at your phone in a movie. Right, but, right. You know, don't uh, looking at the watch thing. You know, no. None of that here, baby.
2: Yeah, I I definitely want to see it. Uh, You know, it's a long movie for me. I'm not lying to you. It's a long movie for me. But I've enjoyed the other one so much that I definitely want to see this one, too. No question.
3: Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The thing is with the theatrical experience, it's just having a full house seeing this and just feeling that electricity in the air. I mean, it really, I do think it influences a critic, no doubt. Um, as opposed to screening a film with a bunch of stodgy critics who you know, don't want to show their true feelings. I'm never afraid of that. If I want to laugh, I'll laugh. And I laughed out loud several times during this picture. Again, a lot of times just because, over-the-top, outrageous stuff.
2: Works for me, man. I just want to be entertained when I go to a movie. That's all I know. I want to be entertained. And,
3: And they haven't lost sight of that fact. I mean, director Chad Stelhowski, he is a stuntman, and he gave... Maybe over a thousand of his buddies' stunt work in this picture. There are so many people coming after John Wick again. You are not going to be able to keep track. <laughs> it is so freaking crazy. But and again, it starts
2: it, today, it's right? So funny.
3: Yeah, it, yeah. It actually previewed in theaters last night, and I think it made almost nine million dollars. The uh, box office estimate for this one, and I probably will uh, exceed it, is about sixty-five to seventy million dollars. Jesus. So, you know, that that doesn't seem like a lot, but you got to remember, it's an R rated film so that you're getting right. your audience. You know, they're not going the cheap route. They're not, you know, slicing out the, you know, the, the cuss words or, you know, the excessive violence for the sake of getting younger kids in there. This is not a younger kid movie. This is a movie for people like us, adults who love action, love adventure and just. You know, it's just nuts. It's crazy. It's, it really is entertaining. What a, what a wonderful series this has been.
2: Now, Timmy, I saved this for you. For the, There's only one minute left in the show, and I want to save it when you were on. <laughs> because, and I'm not promoting anybody. I'm not taking sides. This is something Donald Trump did. So I'm not promoting Donald Trump, or I'm not anti anybody. It's just when he goes after somebody, it is pretty funny. I mean, sometimes he can be a prick, but, other- <laughs> 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 but I had to say All right. This what PD. did he
3: do? What did he do?
2: You know, Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan district attorney that's going after him with all these bullshit charges and all the rest. of it. Look, I, I'm not. And again, I've seen headlines, I'm not yeah. I'm not trying to promote Donald Trump or picking sides. This is not, I, I don't care what you do with all that stuff, if he runs for president or not. But the one thing I do like about Trump is he's such a child. When it comes to the... Do you hear his new nickname for Alvin Bragg?
3: No. What is it?
2: Have you guys heard it on the show, what huh? he calls Alvin Bragg? No? No, no. no. On national television yesterday, he comes out and he's asked, well, how are the charges? It looks like they're going to have to drop the charges in in Manhattan. This is going to go away, it looks like. They've canceled court for like three, four days in a row. And Donald Trump in front of a nationwide audience goes... Well, I must be honest with you. I've never been a big fan of Fat Alvin. <laughs> oh,
4: God. Hey, hey,
5: hey.
2: He calls yeah. him Fat Alvin. Oh, really? Man. What are you, three years old for Christ's
3: sake? So ridiculous. Your negotiation <laughs> with Trump, poke the bear. The dude has always wanted to poke the bear. And man. <laughs> he
2: just loves to poke the bear. Fat oh, Alvin. God. Really? That's your nickname for him now, is it?
3: Of course, alluding to Fat Albert, which was? another persona non grata, Bill Cosby's old show.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. All right, Timmy, another brilliant performance, Palomino. Thank
3: you so much. Uh, Great to see you, or see you, AJ. Nice to meet you and uh, hear you, Tommy and Brittany, and we'll talk next week. Bye, Tim. Love you.
2: Thanks, Timmy. Tim Lammers, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant. Personal injury lawyers. AJ, thank you so much for doing a great job today. You guys both did a
1: well Good not job, AJ. No, AJ did great. I I could step it up.
2: You're a disaster. Yeah, there's no question about it.
1: AJ,
0: great job, great first show. Whew. Let me tell you, I was uh, I was nervous last night, real nervous. Hit uh, bed, hit the head, hit the pillow, and no, I I think I can do another week of this. Oh, good because we you, need you. I, I think I won't <laughs> have to take uh, Rudy's like tea time away and make him get back up here. I think he can yes. stay,
2: the, stay the whole exactly. week.
0: Good job, AJ. You
2: do realize if you ever piss off Donald Trump, your new name will not be AJ. It'll be a jerk. <laughs> there
0: you go. <laughs> a jerk. I've been called much worse, so I think that's oh, pretty Oh, me sad.
2: too. Absolutely. Me too. All right, both of you, have a great weekend. Thanks a lot.
0: Bye, Tom.